God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. Perhaps you've heard the maxim, something along the lines of, people may forget the way you make them think, but they will never forget the way you make them feel, or some, some such thing. Uh, feelings are important. There's no doubt about that. And even a child can know the way you make them feel, regardless of how they may think or what they may do. They can remember your smile. They can remember your attitude. And there's certainly truth to that. But the question is, how do you fundamentally change people for the good? Can you change people for the good? And the answer is really no. But how can people change for the good? Well, it, it's got to be by the grace of God. But is that accomplished primarily by the way they feel? or by the way they think. Is your goal to change the way people feel or to change the way people think? Now, the Apostle Paul had uh, some real nerve-wracking situations in his life. One was false teachers who questioned his authority. The other was God's people who had lived in sin and whom he had rebuked, who could, could react uh, adversely to Paul's rebuke of them. So, how is a person to make a positive change in their world? Well, it's not through condemnation, primarily. Paul says, I speak this not, uh, to, not to condemn you, for I've said before that you're in our hearts to die and live with. So Paul was saying to these people whom he had rebuked for their sin, look, I, I'm not telling these things to you to, 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 to condemn you. Uh, he was not even primarily rebuking them to make them feel a certain way. He said, I made you sorry with a letter, and I do not repent, though I did repent. Uh, for I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorry, though it were but for a season. So they did feel sorrow. Sorry does not mean, hey, I apologize. It means a feeling. Uh, what Paul had said in rebuke to their sin had made them sorrowful, but that wasn't his primary motive. What was his primary motive? Well, you find that in verse 9. Paul says, Now I rejoice not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. I did not tell you this to make you sorrowful. I did not tell you this merely to feel good because I condemned you. I did not tell you this um, uh, to damage you. No, I, I, I told you the truth in order that you could change your mind. Now, did this work? The answer is yes, for godly sorrow work with repentance. It, it works a change of mind. And that sorrow, he said, it wrought in you good things. It, it worked in you good things. Therefore, we were comforted, he says in verse uh, uh, 13, we were comforted in your comfort, yea, and exceedingly the, the more joyed we for the joy of Titus. Okay, so the bottom line is we all affect other people and our feelings can, can be contagious. There's no doubt about that. But feelings and truth, engine and caboose. Uh, truth is the engine and feelings are the caboose. In, in chapter 1, verse 24, Paul says that he was a helper of their joy. Well, how did he help their joy? And the answer is we help people not primarily by changing their feelings, but by changing their thinking. And both start with the truth both in defending self. He begins chapter 7 by talking about his defense. He says, Receive us. We have wronged no man. So he was making a defense of himself, but there is no defense without the truth. He had rebuked others. 
But again, that rebuke was for their good, not for his, to, to build them, not to build himself. What I believe, what I choose is more important than how I feel because how I feel ultimately is going to be a function of the things I choose and the things I believe, the truth I accept. Let's talk about a couple ways that can be true in your life and mine. At church. Okay, now church very often makes me feel uh, good, uh, and I hope that it does. But it's far more important for, for church to help me do and choose right and let the feelings follow after that. If I can feel great but be wrong, and at the end of the day, I'm going to have a short-lived feeling. I'm not going to be living in a way that is pleasing to God. So we talk about seeker-sensitive church, having a church where people just feel good. Well, I hope people feel good, but the truth is what sets free, not my feelings. I can feel good because I respond positively to the truth, but even if I feel good, if I'm rejecting the truth, that's not helpful, and ultimately, it will not make me feel better. Sometimes, I, I'm a preacher, people will uh, come by after the service, I'm at the, you know, the back door perhaps, and they shake my hand and they say, hey, I really enjoyed that sermon. And then they'll kind of catch themselves and say, oh wait, no, no, you stepped all over my toes, I, I needed to hear that. And I think they think that the goal of preaching is to make somebody feel bad. Preaching is neither to make you feel good nor to make you feel bad. It's not to make you feel, it's to make you choose, it's to make you think, it's to make you truth. The good feeling that is substantial comes from responding as we should to the truth. You know, some texts are meant to comfort, so I need to comfort when I preach them. Some texts are meant to uh, convict, and so I need to uh, preach the conviction of that text. Some, some truths in the Bible are just meant to inform, so I need to make sure that my preaching informs people from that text. That is, that my preaching follows the intent of the, the, the Bible text. So in church, in church, we help people by affecting their thinking, not primarily by affecting their feeling. Now, both go hand in hand. You know, sometimes we, we are open to the truth because of our feelings. Perhaps Someone uses humor and then our defenses are down and our, our hearts are open and then they insert the truth. Well, that's fine, but the, the truth is the engine, the feeling is the caboose. What about in your own personal life? You know, oftentimes people are a, a prisoner, a slave of, of people pleasing. Other times people just want to, you know, give other people what for. They want to show themselves better and both are missing the point. What helps people is not for us to you know, have dominion over them. Paul said that we're here to be helpers of your faith, not helpers of your joy, not to have dominion over your faith. So the, the point is not to be the winner in a conversation or to just merely please people in a conversation. That The point of a conversation is to see what the truth is. What has God said? Maybe at work we're tempted to lie at work or perhaps we're even uh, told we're to lie for our work. To, to make our business you know, more uh, financially lucrative. That is wrong no matter how it makes us feel or makes our employer feel or, or makes our employees feel. You see, it's, it's the truth in love. The truth is that the truth is love. So my demeanor should reflect that truth, that truth that, that I'm to give the truth in love and that the truth is love. So here's Paul. Responding to people who were false teachers and objected to his authority. Here's Paul responding to people over whom he had authority, uh, whom he had to rebuke. But in both cases, the answer was the truth, not the feeling. Because ultimately, 
people are helped when their thinking changes and therefore their feeling changes. And both of those start with the truth.